It's not my weekend podcast with your boy Jerry G from HP. I am back. It is. Let me see. I'm not gonna do the numbers of the episodes no more because first of all they're numbered on the thingy, and then second of all I always like forget, and then I get I don't like to give out the wrong number, which I tend to do once in a while. So that bucket, just count along with me on the track. All right. Uh, but it is. Tuesday, September. See, I don't even know what day it is. September like 7th or something today. Um, just watch the Dodgers handle the St. Louis Cardinals for the second consecutive day. Taking care of business as they should. Bouncing back after a tough loss against the chump-ass Giants on Sunday night baseball. And uh, so we fought one game behind. Big game, as I mentioned in the last episode. Big game. Uh, we needed that victory. That was a tiebreaker, dog. That was a tiebreaker. So, um, yeah, hopefully that doesn't come back to haunt us. But, uh, yeah, but we got to move on. And then we flew to St. Louis and Max Scherzer, my boy. And uh, he took care of business, man. That guy is something else, right? He is a pleasure to watch. It's like when LeBron James came to the Lakers, fool, like, you never appreciated the greatness until it's right there in front of you every day, all the time. And that's what Scherzer is right now to us. You know, I always gave Kershaw the edge over Scherzer um, because Scherzer was a late bloomer. He wasn't a very good uh, pitcher early in his career. He was with the Diamondbacks. And then he start, He didn't do too good. They sent him away to the Tigers. And then the, he started getting his shit together with the Detroit Tigers after a while. And so eventually he did become a great pitcher with the with the Tigers, eventually being I don't know if traded or signed with the Nationals. But what I'm trying to say is that he was a late bloomer, and Kershaw was from the get right from the get was greatness. The difference, obviously, is that Scherzer was actually winning World Series, and Kershaw was not. That was a difference, a big difference, a big difference. But other than that, Kershaw was. As dominant, if not more dominant, during a four, five-year period when Kershaw won his three Cy Youngs and an MVP and just considered one of the most dominant pitchers of his era in the 2010s. Why is this turning into a damn fucking sports podcast? I don't know, but let me, let, I'm, I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a zone right now. Let me finish my thought here, all right? Sure, sir, is great, dog. Is great. I'm so glad to have him. I'm, I don't know where we would be without him. No, not in not one game behind the Giants. That's for sure. I mean, he's be, he's won us six games since he got here, and I believe we've won all seven games that he's pitched. I mean, and he has a under two ERA. Que mas quieres, wey? Que mas quieres? Along with his homie Trey Turner, who's also just balling it out. You know, fucking uh, top hitter of the league. Well, now he fell down to second place, but I think he's gonna take over that eventually and win the batting title. I mean, it's unbelievable, dog. Um, what can I say about Bellinger, bro? I don't know if he's there. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do with this guy, dog. I don't. I mean, it's great to see him play out there in the center field, dog. I don't trust anybody but him, not even Mookie Betts. He's amazing in the outfield, but, I mean, he's just a crutch, a big crutch with us. On bad. He's an automatic out now, fool, and that's not good, fool. That is not good. It's hard to hide that fool in the eighth spot all the time because many times the eighth spot comes up and it's an important at bat and he's not the guy for it. So I don't know. 
I don't know what else to say about that guy, dog. Um, but other than that, Dodgers are winning. Dodgers won two games in a row. The Giants do keep winning, motherfuckers, man. And the uh, fucking Rockies can't. Come on, you guys are home, dude. Come on, just give us something at home. Please, please show up. I can understand if you're on the road and you've given up on life. But you're home, dog. Come on, step it up a little bit here, dog. Come on. Um. Anyways, dog. Anyways, all right, that's enough. That's enough. I'm sorry, guys. I know, I know, I'm drying up the poon tang over there. I'm sorry, ladies, but uh, that's that's where I'm at right now. It's it's baseball fool. It's down to the wire. September baseball fool. Right? Then football's coming in a couple of weeks. Ay dios, ay dios. Right? I'm already in four fantasy football leagues, a survivor league, a pick'em league. Uh, fuck, man, gambling parlays. Ugh. Pray for me, Argentina. Because this is going to be uh, a, a, a fucking a very important year for me, betting-wise. So we'll see. Um, I'm trying to taper it off, but it fucking drags me back in. And I love fantasy football. Full fantasy football, I, I love it, dog. I love it. And uh, I'm in. I'm, I'm, these four leagues are the same four leagues I've been playing for many years now. Um, I do get invited to others, but I'm kind of politely saying no unless you really need me, and I don't really want to do it, kind of shit. But these four leagues, I'm I'm a mainstay in these. I've won the championship a few times in these leagues, so I'm all in, dog. Um, I hope you guys are doing great. I hope you guys had a great Liberty weekend, man. Uh, with all that said, dog, I don't want to bring the podcast down too much, fool. But I have to. I have to bring it up. I have to talk about. What happened this weekend? I don't know if you guys. For those of you who follow me, honestly, honestly, I haven't posted anything. Um, I'm just. I don't like to post stuff like that on social media. That's not what my social media is about. Like, I don't like to turn shit like that. Or, like, I. It's. Not, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But what I'm trying to get at, dude, is that I lost two friends this weekend. Two dear friends of mine were lost this weekend, Friday night, to drug overdose. All right. Um. They had a bad batch of cocaine. You know, I don't fuck with drugs. I don't fuck with cocaine. A lot of people think I do. I, I really don't. Um, I'm afraid of those things, man. And I don't need. I always. I don't even know how you die from cocaine, but apparently it's a bad batch. So there was fentanyl or something. I don't even know how you say that shit, dog. There was something in the drug that caused three people to die. Fourth person in the hospital. Two of those people are good friends of my comedians who I work with, um, we're pretty close to, hometown comics from the Ha Ha Comedy Club. Um, it was hard for me to post anything just because, you know, lately I haven't been as close with these guys as I have in years before. So it was just like, you know, I didn't feel it was my uh, space for that. You know, it's not about me either. I don't like to turn things... I don't like to for things to turn to me to be about me, dog. It's not about me. It's not about how I'm feeling. Um, I do want to honor them in a way. I honor them in my own way, you know. Deep, deep prayer. I didn't cry. I even though I did feel like crying for for a while there. Uh, I'm not a crier. That's why I just don't know. I, I'm not just not a crier, but I do just get lost and and spaceful. Me me pongo todo pendejo, way like. I'm out of it. I just shut down. I just don't, you know, I, I just go to my room and just, fuck, man, just say some prayers to God and know that I understand that this is what life is. 
that we're not here forever and but the way these guys went man was was very sad this very 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 unfortunate man uh Fulquan Johnson 42 years old and Rico and Jelly which i believe was also 40 or 41 and these are guys who uh, well Rico and Jelly especially i started with at the Haha when i started the Haha in 2009 Haha is in North Hollywood uh, a club where I first went up on stage and stayed working there as an intern, making phone calls, passing out flyers, being that guy, having to bring people to the show for me to perform. I did that for the first year or so. And Rico and Jelly was right there with me. And he was also a new comic, a few years ahead of me, maybe like two. And he had just moved out of here from the East Coast. And he was one of the first guys who, you know, literally took me by the hand, Doug, and showed me all the ropes of what it takes to get on stage and how to become a regular and how to get on the good side of the owner and what it takes just to be a performer. And he was that guy for me, Doug. He was the guy. We co-produced a Tuesday night, Latino night together. He's not Latino, but uh, he co-produced it with me, basically showed me how to run a show. He's the one that vouched for me to the owner, Jack Sr., and told him that, you know, I have potential, I'm a really good guy, and so forth. As he saw me grinding and open mics and doing what whatever it took for me to get on stage. And uh, again, he was also new too. He was also trying to figure shit out, but he had a couple of years advantage on me. And so he was more than happy to share that knowledge with me and always a fucking sweet guy, sweet, sweet man. And so he was at the Ha 2009. Around 2013, he moved back to the East Coast. The Hollywood life was getting to him partying a little bit too hard so he moved back home to the east coast to be with his family to run their business a family business that they had he he had to take over for a while and uh so he's he left around 2013 2014 and then recently came back around 2019 before the pandemic right before the pandemic he was back he said uh that wasn't for him he wasn't happy and he missed being here so much that he came back and I was so happy to see him because I would we just like kind of, you know, just keep in touch through Facebook mostly. And so when he came back, you know, he was he embraced me and said how much how proud he was of all the stuff that I've accomplished throughout the, throughout these years while he was gone. And he believed in me. And he just said always the nicest, sweetest, most beautiful things that he like just just one of those guys, man, one of those guys that pulled from me. And always was there. And he was back. And he was like, yo, I'm back. I'm going to help out here at the Haha. Whatever you need, man. I got you. Just glad to see you here. You're still here, man. And you're still at this club supporting it like I do. And we had that bond, dog. We had that bond. Rico Angelia, miss you. Rest in peace, my brother. And then Fu Quan Johnson, uh, a, another comedian, friend of mine. Uh, we weren't very close, but, man... But the times we shared the stage, the times we got to hang out, this guy también, wey, también, una chulada de persona, chulada, wey. And, and, and all that, what everybody says about somebody who passes away, but these two guys in particular, man, let me tell you, man, like all the stuff that been been posting about them is what I feel about them. I, I'm right there. So I wasn't the only one that felt this way about them. I, first of all, completely agree with them about all the beautiful stories they're sharing about them and with all the thoughts they have about them. And it just, we're on point. Um, Fu Kwan was this guy 
who was always happy to see you with a smile, embraced you with those half hugs, you know, called you his N-I-G-G-A and loved every bit about you. He all when my Netflix special with uh, Chingo Bling and my HBO special uh, premiered, he was right there to just just tell me how proud he was and how happy he was for me. And it's just genuine. Dad. This guy never asked anything from me. He never asked for like a spot, for a drink, for I mean, he's one of those guys who never asked anything in return. He just wanted to let you know that he's proud and happy for you. And he meant it. He's one of those guys who meant it, dog. He never, ever, ever, like, ever asked for anything in return. And that's why I felt like he was just so genuine, dog. He would go out of his way to come say hi, shake your hand, just fucking have a conversation with you, say a fucking funny joke. That guy was fucking hilarious off stage. One of the most funniest guys off stage ever, dog. And just full of life, fool. Just full of life. Like every time I walked into the haha and I saw him there, dog, I knew I was gonna have a good time. And he made coming to work to the haha much better place, dog. He just brought a smile to everybody. Not just me, dog, but everybody. I thought it was just me. I thought I was just like vibing like this with this guy. Like I thought he and I were just like this with each other. But no, this was like that with everybody, bro. Fucking everybody, fool. And man, dog, just two people who I'm I'm going to miss dearly, dog. And going to leave. They, they're going to leave a big void at that club. Ha ha comedy club, bro. They weren't famous. They were just grinders. Grinding out mics, grinding out material, jokes, doing what they could. You know, Fuquan was getting some steam finally. He was opening for the weigh-ins. He had a couple of things coming together for him, transitioning into acting a little bit more. He was gonna, he was gonna be a star sooner or later, dog. And Rico was is more of a behind-the-scenes guy, producer, loves to like he can just run that club by himself, dog. He was the go-to guy when if you needed anything from the haha and Rico's there, he'd get it for you, dog. A drink, a meal, stage time, water, whatever you want, dog. He's he was there for you, dog. And that was it's just not gonna be the same walking into that place without those man, without those two guys there. So it's unfortunate. The third guy's name was Nick. I do not know him personally. I'm sorry to say, but unfortunately, we lost him as well. And the fourth person is uh, Katie Quigley, who's also a comedian. Uh, I've worked with her here and there, especially at the HaHa. Very nice, sweet girl. But I've honestly, I have never been uh, close to her. Um, but I, you know, she looks like she's recovering and she's gonna make it out of this, man. And she's gonna, uh, you know definitely pull through and I'm happy for that dog so it's just a sad situation broke so many comedians hearts at the haha Jack Jr. Rene Garcia Rene Vaca Vinny Oshana these are guys who were super close to them super you know BFFs for life type of thing roommates road roadies and so I know they're they're crushed. They're devastated, fool. And if what I'm feeling, they're feeling a hundred times more, dog. So I, I, I hope the best. Those are my boys, man. Um, that was tough, man. Waking up to that. Uh, Raul called me Saturday morning. Hey, man, did you hear, dog? Fool Quan and Rico died, dog. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Come on, no mames, way. You know, I hear they were both together. I thought it was a car accident or some shit. 
and worst, worst. You know, it's Hollywood life will get to you, man. And uh, I don't know about that life, that side of life. I've always been too afraid of that shit. You know, I got too other, too many other shit to stress about and worry about than to get high and getting fucked up like that, man. Um, neither one of them two had kids, from what I know. Um, and um, I'm not saying that's the reason, but, you know, I have other shit to just stress out about all the time. And uh, yeah, my brother is a, you know, meth head. And he, you know, he's lost everything many times. And he relapses and gets clean and relapses and gets clean. And I know how that shit is. I've been dealing with my brother for like 13 years, 14 years with this. And, uh, you know, if he's the first person I think about when situation like this happened, dog. Because he's out there. He's he's lived in the streets. He, meth takes over and he's just lost, fool. And said, pierde, win. You know, it's tough, man, because my business is, uh, the business I'm in is to make people laugh and forget about other problems. And that includes me, dog. That includes me. I got to forget my shit and put all that stuff aside. Put all the baby mama drama aside. Put all the kids stuff. Kids are sick aside. Kids are not doing that good in school aside. Uh, my brother on binges, he's been lost for days and I have no idea where he's at. He won't answer his phone or his the phone's dead and you just keep waiting for the worst but yet i also have a show that night at the long beach laugh factory and i gotta fucking bring it as i'm trying to get a hold of my brother who is my mom and everyone's panicking they haven't heard from in days shit like that you know my mom is a you know suffering through diabetes and just getting older my dad fucking arthritis he no way you know, just like, I mean, we all go through it. I'm not making any excuses. We all have real shit to do, dog. So, and I chose this profession and I love my profession and I'll never quit my profession. I love what I fucking do. And it's also my medicine, dog. Making you guys motherfuckers laugh helps me, fool. So it's very selfish, of course. So it's a selfish thing. But that's how we all get through. We all got to get through somehow, right? Uh, with all that said, man, um, before I go out here on my first break, just want to make sure you guys are all good out there. You know, love your loved ones. Tell them, hug them, kiss them, appreciate them because life's fucking short as fuck. Um, Rico and Jelly passed away Friday night. I, I last saw him Wednesday night. Fool, I hadn't seen in a couple of weeks, uh, maybe two weeks. And uh, I just, you know... Both, last time I saw them both, they were smiling and enjoying life and happy to have seen, to be in each other's company, dog. And I'll miss you, motherfuckers. RIP, my boys. All right. We'll take a break before I break down here. And I'll be back in a little bit, all right? We'll change gears for a little while. All right. Yo, my comedy album, It's Not My Weekend, is playing exclusively on Pandora right now. You can listen to it entirely on demand and for free by just searching for it on the app. You can listen to it spinning all day, any day, 24 hours on Sirius XM comedy stations all night and all day. Sirius XM and Pandora is the audio home for comedy fans with tons of exclusive comedy albums and original comedy content. 
Check me out right there, bro. Just search my name. It'll pop up. Late. All right, all right. I'm back, man. Thanks again for uh, letting me uh, vent there a little bit. Uh, pour my thoughts out. Uh, it's a little later. Tuesday night. Still Tuesday night. About It's been about 30, 40. It took like a little 30, 40 minute break. Ate a little some, some. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it was a rough rough uh weekend but other than that man you know stayed grinding got to work with uh steve trevino this weekend at the oxnard levity live i didn't post it because i was just there honestly to promote my oxnard levity live uh headlining night which will be sunday september 26 sunday september 26 oxnard levity live i'll be there i was there all weekend with uh Mr. Trevino, and it was a blast, bro. Made a bunch of new fans, and uh, yeah, it, it was fun as shit. Though. I like uh, working with Trevino because the guy is a student of the game. The guy cares about comedy, and he'll listen to my set. He'll give me notes. He'll challenge me, and I, I feel like a little 10-year-old dog when he speaks to me. Dog, like, yes, sir. Uh-huh. You got it. You're right. And he does. He has a lot of points. makes a lot of points. Uh, he's telling me, he's asking me now, to write more within my heart, within the heart, right? To go inside more. And they're like, they're, you're funny. You're a funny guy. You say funny jokes. But now let's fucking dig deeper. Let's dig deeper. Give them some fucking feel good stories, some real life shit that happens with your kids, with the stepdad, with the baby's mamas. Like, what fucking. Let's feel Jerry Garcia, dog. And, you know, that's a challenge for me, dog. That's a challenge for me because I don't write that way. I don't I write to get to forget about issues, about bullshit, about drama like I just shared to you. I I do comedy to escape to escape from that. Um wh- whatever I say on stage, a lot of shit's real, pero con un chingo de crema, right? Un chingo de crema, wey, right? Obviously, I if you know me and how I am with my kids, dog, it's like they're everything to me, fool. On stage, of course, I'm going to vent about it, talk shit about it, have fun about it, laugh about it, make jokes about it. Of course, that's my job, dick. I'm not going to go up on stage and be like, today my son Nicky did the cutest thing. Oh, my goodness. I'm so proud of him. He used compound words. Ay, ay, ay. No, dog. You know, uh, oh, today Diego, my oldest, oh, my goodness, he is in... Uh, magnet program And he is the top of his class Like I'm not gonna go up on stage And shit, say shit like that Unless it's hilarious Right So I don't write like that guys I like to enjoy I, I, I enjoy writing jokes I'm a joke writer So For me to reach into my heart Which I do agree I need to do that And I will I just gotta figure out how How I'm gonna Open myself like that on stage And I think that's Because he's correct I, I think that's part of the missing link Of me to blow the fuck up Right I need to let people in me I need to let men Specifically I need to let them in me Inside no, You know what I mean dog I need I need that fool I need uh, Transparency More trans- Like who the fuck is Jerry Behind the fucking mic Right uh, Yeah I know I've been heartbroken. I've been like cheated on. I've been just hard, just dejado away. 
abandoned, tirado la chingada, güey. Me mandaron a la verga no sé cuántas veces, güey. I need to, I need to talk about that, fool. And I want to talk about that. But when I start writing about that, I end up bashing the women that did that to me a little too hard, fool. So I got to back up. But that's because that's what makes me, that's what I think is funny, talking shit back, right? But I know, I don't know. Even though self-deprecating comedy is my favorite thing to do also, I love to talk shit about myself and make me look like a the fucking idiot. I love that. Uh, it, it's just like, again, the, the process is, is, is very unique. And, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with him. I want to do that. I want to share some like life stories that have a big punch at the end. It's because that's the other thing, guys. My style is... Is set up, set up, punch, set up, punch, set up, punch, set up, punch, punch. Like, I need a laugh every 30 seconds, fool, max. If people are not laughing past 30 seconds, and that's a lot, fool. That's two laughs a minute, fool. That's two jokes a minute. That's a lot of fucking jokes, dog. And that's my style. I'm like, bam, 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 bam. When, if I decide to go that route, like, when he asked me, was he asking me, was he that, what Steve is asking me to do? Then I have to like more like have a, a punchline every like two minutes or so. And that's an eternity for me, dog. That's where like I'm not uh, comfortable on stage. I'm not having as much fun on stage. So, yeah, it's crazy, dog. It is a trip. It's like throwing fastballs and curveballs. You know, it's like I'm a fastball guy. I bring the heat full like quick, 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 quick. Or But there's also the people who do it like finesse, right? They finesse you to death with fucking beautiful curveballs and sliders and I'm just like no nah, fuck all that fool I just wanna just fucking throw it right down the middle and fuck you way. I was you know chingate way that's why that's my my approach fool. so uh with all that said I I I love the challenge I am gonna take on that challenge because I when I'm, I'm writing right now jokes and they're all very similar to the other type of jokes. I'm basically adding to the old jokes, just adding more shit to it, right? And uh, like, oh, what else can I talk about my baby's mama? What else can I say about the stepdad? What else can I say about the kids? How much I fucking vent. Yeah, that gets a little old even for me. Trust me, dog. Even though it's fun, sometimes I come up with some really funny shit. So I have to do it. I have to try it. I have to do it on stage. And obviously they do good. I get the laughs. But then it's like it's, it's a little too easy now. Now I'm cheating myself because I'm just staying in the same lane and I'm just throwing the same fucking fastball where I should be trying some change-ups now, fool. I should be trying some curveballs to change it up a little bit. And so that's what I need to do more of, dog. That's where... And I think that's 2022, Jerry, for sure, dog. Because I do want a fucking special. I want an hour special. And for me to get to an hour faster than that... I have to be able to prolong these sets, right? And be able to speak more and just, you know, tell, be more of a storyteller, you know? Like Jesus Apoda, man, that motherfucker, one bit is like 10 minutes, dog. He talks about 10 minutes, and that's just true shit. For like 10 minutes, he'll talk about the same, like it's the same story, fool. Yo no, way, yo, yo, I would. Diferente way basically fool. Just joke, 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 joke. Now let's talk about this. Joke, 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 joke. Now let's talk about that. Joke, 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 joke. It's like, fuck, fool. And uh, again, that's just, I've been programmed that way. That's what, that's what made me succeed. So it's not going on to change that and go a different route. But 
Steve Trevino is correct for I have to talk, I have to go there. I have to go there. So now now I'm like paying more attention to my kids, like trying to share special moments with them. <laughs> like, I love you, son. Huh? What happened? I said, I love you. Okay. Why? Because. Never mind. Get out of here. What the fuck? What the fuck am I doing? Nikki! Yes? I love you. Huh? I love you. I love you too. Okay. All right, that's that's that, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, man. Um, try to talk a little bit more, maybe more about my parents, but they're just pretty, like just simple, humilde, quiet, beautiful viejitos. That I don't know, but there's definitely shit there that I have to dig in a little bit more. Um, I'm just not looking close enough, dog. That's what it is. For that's also I want to talk about my sisters, but one of them gets all mad when I talk about her on stage. Then my brother, who I said earlier, he he you know he has a a drug problem. He's an addict. He's a meth head, fool. And I want to respect that privacy of him right now. Uh, eventually, I do want to open up and talk about more about that about him. Um, and there was a time where I was actually writing a pretty good bit. I was writing a good bit about him being uh, addicted to drugs. And I said that I uh, because at that time I was so proud of him. He was clean. This is like two years ago. I remember after the Netflix shit. Um, before my HBO special, uh, I remember I, I was trying it on stage and I, I did this joke where like, because I was so proud of my brother. He was clean. He was doing great at the time. He had his shit together. So I wanted to write a joke about that. And so my joke was that I missed the meth head. I missed my crackhead brother, right? Because now he's got his shit together. He's got a job, you know, like he doesn't need anything from me. But I remember I loved when he was a crackhead because he would like, He'd be like so dependent on me, and then like basically like I had him doing everything for me, dog. Like, like I wash my car, you know, just for five bucks. Like here's five bucks, dog. Go wash my car. I got you, man. I got you. And he's like, go wash it, or like, hey, wait, the kids need milk. Fool, can you go buy milk? I got you, fool. I got you. And like, those, those tres dollars, way, and he said, con el cambio. Keep the change, fucker. And like, I don't know, dog. I thought that was funny, and I would do that on stage because I would be like, I miss that. I miss like being able to do shit like that with him. Now it's like he's got like, what are you looking at, dick? What the fuck you want? What? Like, uh, or not like he talks back now or some shit like that. Or now he's got his shit together, fool. And I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck, I miss crack it, bro. And I'm like, and I'm going to go back to that. Uh, that's a very, of course, very, very rough, very green. There's something there. There's something there about you having a crackhead brother that you miss when you, that he's like, Amazing as a crackhead and not as amazing as a sober person. Gotta figure that out. Gotta figure that out because there is gold there, fool. So, um, with that said, he's not doing too good, my bro, right now. He's not. He's back. He's relapsed, and uh, we're looking for him to, uh, yeah, throw him relapse. Did I say relapse? He relapsed, and we're looking for places for him, and uh, yeah. It's tough, man. It's a tough life. I, the thing about him, that's the other thing I want to make into a joke, is that he's like 36 years old, fool. He's the youngest of us. We're four. I got two sisters and one brother and me. We're four. Those see those. I'm the second oldest. I got an older sister than me, then a younger sister than him, right? And so he's 36 or so, or 35, and he's been crackheaded ish for like 15 years fool like a little after in early 20s he started like 21 22 fool and uh 
uh, what was I getting at? I had a point. Damn, that I was make. A, I had a bit about it too. God damn it! What was I gonna say? Uh, that he. Oh yeah, despite being a a crack kid, basically I call him crack kid. He's, he's a meth head fool, but just for the term. Um, despite doing that, he has never. He has no kids. He's never had a DUI. He's kept every job. Uh, he's got promoted in every job he's had. Uh, he's very functional, fool. Like, and he's not stupid. He could have easily impregnated all these random fucking crackhead chicks out there, but he never did. So, like, when I had my oopsie baby, Nicolás, him as a cra- he was methed out at the time. He's like, bro, what the fuck are you thinking, dog? You got you got some random chick pregnant. What the fuck is your problem? I'm like, what the fuck is my problem? What you're fucking cracked out right now? You got a needle in your fucking arm. Like, what are you talking about? I'm the f- so like he's like judging me for having a kid out of wedlock or whatever. Or when I got divorced, when I left my wife, or my wife left me. Damien, bro, your wife left you. How stupid can you be? How fucking du- you got caught cheating again, huh? You fucking idiot. As he's fucking cracked out, fool. He's telling me this, fool. I thought that was hilarious. I gotta get more. T- I gotta dig in on that. I gotta dig in more on that, fool, for sure. Um. But there's there's gold there, fool, where he's the one that's judging me about the shit that while he's out here and is living in the streets, talk. But he's like, yeah, I'm living in the streets, but at least I'm not getting random chicks pregnant. I'm like, God damn it. He's like, yeah, I'm living in the streets, but at least my wife is not leaving me. Fuck, God damn it. Like something like that. There's got there's a third one there, fool. Third one. Um, like yet he will go to work off meth out, fool. I'm sure they have to notice. He looks like a fucking zombie, dick. But he still works. He works warehouse jobs. He's also work warehouse. And he's like, obviously on meth, he's like the hardest working motherfucker there, dog. He's like fucking out beating everybody. So it's hard to fire him because he's so good at his forklift job. He's so precise with the forklift because he's on meth that he has his fucking tunnel vision because of his drugs. And he's able to fucking... Pick up all his pallets with preciseness was all these other sober ass fools crashing into shit because they're just on coffee high while this fool's on, on some good crystal shit. I don't know. I'm just trying to make something out of it. You following me? There's something there, man. If I made one of you motherfuckers laugh with this somehow, I got something, fool. I got something. Um, Yeah. So we'll see. I, I That's the shit I got to dig in a little bit more. Um, and challenge accept, accept it Steve Trevino yeah fool so he's like hey fool we gotta talk soon a couple weeks uh, I need to know what the hell you're working on cause you need to write more shit from the heart I'm like yes sir I got you nah tiene razón wey tiene razón cuando tiene razón tiene razón wey and I appreciate that because that means he's paying attention and he's listening he's like you're killing it out there fool like People are fucking laughing their asses off hard. But where are you going to go from here, dog? You got to go. Not You got to give them more, dog. You got to give them more substance. Fool. You got to give them more you, fool. You got to give them. I'm just like, yeah, dog, it's cierto, güey. ¿Para qué te digo que no, si, si? Si es la neta. Yeah. All right. I got to go, fool. Let me go over my shows real quick. Uh, This weekend... I'll be in El Paso, Texas, Comic Strip, live, El Paso, Texas, Sunday, September 12th. 
Sunday, September 12th, week one of NFL. After the games, come kick it with me, El Paso. After that, we got uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Los Toxicos Tour, September 23rd. Then we got, uh, I'll be in Tempe, Arizona. Please look at, I don't have the details in front of me. Tempe, Arizona, that Friday and Saturday also. Sunday, I come back home. Oxnard, California, Levity Live, Oxnard, Levity Live. Sunday, September 26th. All right. Then I got San Diego with Los Toxicos, October 1 and 2. Okay, it's Friday and Saturday, Laugh Factory in San Diego. Get your tickets. Those are selling out very soon. Also, uh, I just added San Jose Improv, October 28th. That's a Thursday, and I'm bringing the American wannabes with me. Just bought the plane tickets, got the hotel. We good to go. The American wannabes are going to be there with me. San Jose Improv. Now, that one, the tickets go on sale Wednesday. Uh, today's Tuesday. They just told me. I sent an email earlier because there, there wasn't an up yet. It says going live to uh, Wednesday, tomorrow, Wednesday. So, please get your tickets ASAP. San Jose Improv, October 28th. So, those are just the big shows. We've got a bunch of other shows in between that. Please, I'll keep you posted with whatever I got. I'll be in Long Beach next Tuesday. Uh, I'll put up some little something about that on my story. But those are the big, big ones right there, fool, that I need you guys to come out and support and I love you motherfuckers, dog. And I appreciate all the support you've been giving me throughout these times, man. And let's keep it fucking going, bro. Let's finish the year strong. I want to fit up that calendar as much as possible. And let's get let's get it, homie. Let's get it. I got Fuck It, I'm Down shirts reprinted. Those are my best seller shirts. I said, fuck it. I'm down. Let's do it again, dog. I, I don't I don't I'm overthinking this merch shit too much. Let's just keep it to the basics. I love that shirt. It's a cool fun shirt. It's back on sale. It's $25. If you want one, dog, I'll ship it out. It includes shipping, dog. I'll pay for the shipping, which is like 5 bucks. So I'll keep 20 of it and $5 for the shipping, dog. So $25 way. I got all sizes, homie, up to 2X, no 3X way. All right, fuck that. Too expensive. Those, those shirts are fucking expensive, dude. All right. Hit me up, dog. See you guys soon. Love you, motherfuckers, dog. Have a great, great week, yo. Late. Rest in peace, Rico and Fuquan. Love you, motherfuckers.